0: Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The NeuroDivergent Nurse. And I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it. But I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. If you have ADHD, let me ask you a couple of questions, and I want to see if any of these sound like you. You don't believe that your success was connected to your hard work, nor was it connected to your intelligence nor your creativity. Instead, you feel like it must be due to luck or fluke or, I don't know, another random factor. How about this next one? You really don't celebrate success much. Instead, you look at the next thing that needs to be done. Rather than feel proud of the presentation that you did, do you think, yeah, but what about the one that's coming up in two weeks? I really need to prepare for that. You don't spend any time basking in the glory of a job well done. How about spending lots of time and energy thinking about what didn't go well, even if it was only a really tiny detail? Do you dwell on the negative and spend no time thinking about your successes or what really did go great? Do you disregard your accomplishments or the praise that you receive for them? You don't believe you deserve it or that... You probably should have done better. Do you regularly compare yourself to others? And when you do it, is it always unfavorable to you? I mean, you might think, well, these other people, they didn't have to stay up all night studying for this test, and they made better grades than I did. If any of these sound like you, well, then you just may be an imposter. Just kidding. <laughs> There's a thing that a lot of people with ADHD suffer from and struggle with, and that's called imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is the term created by clinical psychologist Dr. Pauline Clance and Susan Imes in 1978. They use this to describe high-achieving people who struggle to recognize their accomplishments. Does that sound familiar? People with imposter syndrome live in fear of others finding out that they're a fraud. Of course. Their success has nothing to do with being a fraud. It is directly correlated to the hard work and effort that they put into achieving the goals. And believe it or not, across the board, imposter syndrome is pretty common amongst people, especially when trying something new and feeling. I don't know if you're aware, but one of the talents of people with ADHD brains is that we love to create, and it is no different for yours truly. I actually happen to have an Etsy shop. The name is Hope for Human Kindness, where my creations are up for sale, whether it's art on canvas, art on wine bottles, handmade door hangers by myself and my mom together. Head on over and check it out and see if maybe, just maybe, you want to bring some of that beauty into your everyday life as well. And again, the Etsy shop is hope for human kindness and is all one word. Now go check it out before you forget and then come back and finish listening to this podcast episode. Feeling the pressure to achieve. In the first studies of this, Clance and Imes believe that imposter mentality is developed from factors that include things like gender, stereotypes, family dynamics, culture, attribution style. Since that initial study, Imposter syndrome has been discovered in people of all ages, all genders, and all backgrounds. Since then, it's been narrowed down to four main causes of imposter syndrome. First is family dynamics. The family expectations and the value of success and perfection that starts in childhood can stay with an individual throughout their entire life. Then we also have cultural expectations. Different cultures put different values on education, career, different definitions of success. Then you have individual personality traits. Perfectionism can lead to imposter syndrome. And the fourth one is comparison. Playing the comparison game can lead to feeling down or inadequate if you're just not achieving the same accomplishments at the same rate as others. While this is true for the general population of people, I want us to focus on imposter syndrome for those of us with ADHD. So why do so many of us with ADHD struggle with imposter syndrome? Well, one of the reasons is because we hide our struggles from the general public. People such as your boss, your coworkers they know that you're smart and that you get things done, but you know you have to work more hours than anyone else at the office to get those results, right? You meet deadlines by pulling an all nighter and making personal sacrifices, such as less time with your family. Only a spouse or a close family member knows the anguish and the struggle that you experience. This is a strange comparison, but this is a moment of truth of how far I went to remain an imposter. I got into running in, I don't know, maybe 2008, and I was a slow runner, just like anyone who first starts running, right? Well, I loved running in races because it kept me engaged, but I was not very fast. I ran maybe 10 minute miles or so for my 5Ks, and then I ended up running 10Ks, 15Ks, half marathons, and then I ran a marathon, and I found out that the longer the distance I ran, the more people were impressed that I ran 26.2 miles not that 26.2 miles took me five hours, or that a few years after that, I ran, I don't know, three half marathons and even an f- ultra marathon. I ran over 42 miles in a race, and people were just blown away at that idea that I was that incredible of a runner. Again, didn't matter. That took me about nine hours that time. All they knew was it was Amazing but I knew that it was not amazing because I wasn't any good at it. I just had stamina. Okay, let's get back to it. But I also just want to remind you that when you keep a part of yourself hidden, it really can cause a lot of feelings of shame and guilt. It also causes you to kind of live in fear about what would happen if people found out about the real you. Dr. Valerie Yoon wrote a book called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. Now, imposter syndrome happens to men as well as women. In this book, she points out that there are five types of imposter syndrome. The first one being the perfectionist. This type of imposter. Just kidding. This type is focused on how something is done and will feel like a failure, even with the smallest mistake. The second type is the expert. This type is concerned about what or how much they know or the, how much they can do. They feel like they're a failure if they have even a tiny lack of knowledge in something. Number three, the soloist. This type of imposter syndrome cares about the who. They feel that they can't take help from others if they want to be successful. The fourth is the natural genius. They measure their worth by how and when accomplishments happen in terms of ease and how fast they get it accomplished. If they have to take extra time or if they have to redo something, then they feel ashamed. Number five is the superman or superwoman or super student. This type measures their accomplishments by how many roles they can juggle and excel in. Oftentimes when people with ADHD realize that there's a name for how they've been feeling, They usually feel a huge sense of relief knowing that they're not alone and that's comforting in itself. So what do we do now that we recognize that we have imposter syndrome? How do we overcome it from the research that I've done? Here are some tips that I thought would also be beneficial. The first one is to address shame. Addressing shame is so helpful. Remember, ADHD is a neurological condition and the parts of you that you're hiding are a direct result of that. The second one is cognitive behavior therapy, also known as CBT. So this can be helpful. CBT is focused on helping you learn to identify the automatic negative thoughts that contribute to feelings of imposter syndrome. Once you learn to recognize these thoughts, you can learn to replace these patterns with more helpful, realistic ways of thinking. Rather than focusing on the negative, they will help you see the full picture. The next one is to keep track. Start to keep up with the actions that you do that cause you to reap the success that you have. For example. If you happen to run, I don't know, a half marathon in less than two hours, it probably wasn't just due to luck. Now, I don't know what that's like, to be honest, but people who've run a half marathon in less than two hours they probably went running four, five, six, maybe even seven times a week for 16 weeks and they ate healthy food. That result didn't come from luck or if the weather was great that day. It came as a result of hard work. So when you track your actions, it becomes easier to see what role you played in your success. This It's going to make it easier to own it and to celebrate your accomplishments and the successes. The next one, forgive your mistakes. I feel like every single podcast, I keep trying to push the grace that we need to have with ourselves. While it can be really disappointing when things don't work out the way that you wanted it to, you can also turn it into a good thing because you can gain the knowledge and experience. Instead of beating yourself up for every single mistake that you make, shift your focus to thinking about how you can apply what you learned in the future. If you had an interview that didn't go well, you didn't get the job that you wanted, where do you think your pitfalls were? Where were those awkward silences? You can even talk it over with a friend to see what feedback they would give you to and the answers that you delivered. We need to remember that mistakes happen and just remember that those mistakes and those disappointments are helping you grow and become more skilled and knowledgeable. Next one, watch your negative self-talk. I, uh, I need to tell myself this as well. Start paying attention to your thoughts when you feel like an imposter For example, instead of thinking things like, oh, I hope no one notices that I don't know how to do this. Well, start fixing those thoughts and change it to, I may not be sure how to do this, but you know what? I'm going to learn how to do it. The next one, very tough, but I also think that this is very beneficial avoid comparisons. If you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, you're gonna find yourself lacking, and that's only gonna drive up your feelings of inadequacy. I just had a conversation with a good friend of mine today about this topic in general, that a long time ago, I had to come to the conclusion that there are women who are much more beautiful, that they are funnier. You know, some of them have higher-ranked podcasts. (gasps) But realistically, and all kidding aside, it doesn't make you less valuable whenever you grasp the concept that it's okay for you not to be the very best or for someone to do something better than you do. It's, it's a great thing to have a drive and it doesn't make you an imposter. So instead of thinking about how you compare to someone else, focus on learning from people's expertise and their experiences. Imposter syndrome can feel overwhelming. It, it can bring up feelings of anxiety, depression, self-doubt, and you may actually need a helping hand to get through it. So be sure, as always, if this is something that is overwhelming, I want to encourage you to reach out, to talk to a professional, to help you figure out ways to navigate through this life and to make it easier on yourself if you would like to contribute to this podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse where you can get exclusive bonus episode script of the show prior to the release uncut video interviews of the guest input on upcoming shows and ideas and even more also be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on instagram and tiktok and if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse and go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well and i hope you have a wonderful week and i can't wait to talk to you again if you're still listening this far i just want to say thank you and i am going to leave you with a joke what is the difference between ADD and ADHD ADHD is just ADD and better quality Have a great week. I'll talk to you again soon.